The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, unless they're actually secret agent codes to make you smile. Who knows? The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Look up. It could be before this show is over, and we certainly hope so. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use if we decide to be proactive in our faith and not just sit on our blessed assurance. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? I don't know. I think the real answer there is, why not? Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen. You don't have any idea what's going to happen. You know what? We all just don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, something I just brought up to Captain Chris. Do you, in fact, celebrate your three-year anniversary with the radio group on the 18th, or do you go see your brother-in-law because your wife really wants to? Making decisions like that are a big part of Christian living, aren't they? You bet they are. That's a part of it. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, if you have a praise report or a prayer request. If you've got something going on and you want to join other people's faith with yours, okie dokie. If you want to share something that the Lord's been working in your life, okie dokie. You have an opportunity to do that. By the way, okie dokie is an extremely important theological message. It just means okie dokie. If you want to reach out to us, you can call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, what's amazing is it's it's like getting a chocolate cake for free because you'll be talking to Captain Cress and then you will be... I was going to go with carrot, but then pulled it out and went with chocolate. So I hope that was a good call for you. Was that the right move on that or either way? If it's cake, I'm there. Okay, I got you. If you want to text us during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. I don't know what your standard rates are. If they apply, I have no idea. I don't know what your plan is. But 214-210-8483 to text. Also, to email david at org. That's david 
at he must increase.org. That's David at he must increase.org in case you can't uh, quite figure that out. Before we send you to the website, a couple things to tell you to keep in mind. Everybody be on top of it. Tomorrow we are being preempted by at basketball. That was a basketball dribbling. It was just really bad. <laughs> We are going to be on the first 15 minutes, is my understanding, uh, which will be kind of a replay, and then there'll be the basketball for SMU, which we support when this station's doing stuff to reach out to people. This is a Christian station. If we're doing stuff to reach people and to encourage people and to bless people, yes. So we say, okay, we support that. Number two, uh, don't forget about the giving opportunity. Uh, yeah, it's an opportunity, and here's how we spell that out. If you invest with us in the kingdom of God by helping us finance what we're doing, you will get a receipt at the end of the year. You won't get a big balloon. You won't get a prize. You won't get anything from us. You'll just get the receipt at the end of the year for your tax-deductible donation. But you will be helping us advance the kingdom of God in this kind of bizarre way that we approach it. And we would appreciate that. If you can't give, please be somebody that commits to prayer. Additionally, if you have a praise report or a prayer request on the website, excellent place to do it. Don't forget on the website on the little hamburger at the very top, the three lines at the top, if you click on that, there's 23 other links that have video and audio and encouragements. And we really would love you to participate in that just because it'll bless you. Please go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Now I have to wait because I didn't know something else was coming. I gotta, I gotta keep up with you. Uh, okay, a couple things. We're gonna open up with a word of prayer again for Ukraine. We've been praying every show for it. We're not gonna stop. Why would we stop? Have we seen the result we want to see? Nope. Let's keep praying. So just join with me in prayer with your faith, with my faith. Let's bring it before the Lord. Lord, we asked you last week to do something miraculous in this situation. I think that's just the way to praise. We pray, for, of course, for peace. We pray for a healing. We pray for people not to die. We don't want people to be wounded. We don't even know what is or isn't true in all ramifications. We don't care. What we care about is that the miraculous power of God is manifested and that your witness will be seen. We pray for peace to prevail that mankind might better understand without you, there is no hope. We lay that before you and pray it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, as we get ready to go into the Word of God, a couple things I do want to tell you. I do have a situation where uh, Noel and I had made a commitment to go see your brother-in-law, just didn't figure out the dates connecting possibility that we will be going a week from Friday. Got to go down to Houston, short little drive. <sighs> sure it is. <laughs> Uh, and if that happens, then we will do kind of a celebration on the three-year thing on the 21st. I think the 21st would be the, the way we would do it. And I will probably be sharing my testimony. I mean, the deeper parts that you don't get to hear. Okay? So some things you have probably never heard before. You'll be like, what? Uh, I was not a good guy. But the Lord saved me, and that kind of is the whole deal. 
is that in him there is newness, there is freshness, there is not just a second opportunity, there's a third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and as many sins as I've committed, there's about 360 billion opportunities as long as the repentance is sincere before the Lord. Okay, so we'll get into all that stuff a little later on. In the meantime, we're going to dive into the Word of God. We are in First Peter, and of course, you can't beat this. We're in First Peter chapter 1. We're at verse 13, and here's what verse 13 says. Do we cover everything? Do we cover everything? We good? We good? We good? Okay. Is it Monday? Because it's fun day Monday if it's Monday. I'm changing that from Monday fun day to fun day Monday, just to let you know. Here's verse 13. Therefore, Remember, we were talking about all these different things, uh, backing it up. It was real that that the prophets of old, they were not serving themselves, but you, when they foretold the things announced by those who preached the gospel to you, by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, even the angels longing to look into these things. We are so privileged. Therefore, verse 13, therefore, therefore is always a conclusion, prepare your minds for action. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. What does that mean? Well, it kind of means a little bit for some of us that when we wake up and get through the fog and the grog, you should probably take some water and splash it on your face. It probably means that before we go out of the bedroom and not out of the house, but out of the bedroom, we should have our tuner processing so that we are sensitive to the Lord, sensitive to anything he's sharing, anything he wants to do with us that day, anything we are existing in. We had a program about a year and a half ago that said, hey, take take 10 seconds. And then we did a, count, a clock. We don't, I don't even know if we have that clock anymore. But it counted 10 seconds, kids counting out 10 seconds. Take that 10 seconds to just say, Lord, here I am. Use me. And it's like you think, oh, well, that won't make a difference. Make all the difference in the world. It will change your Christian walk every single day. Lord, here I am. Use me as you see fit. Here I am. Let me know. That small little action, that small little determination sets the day on fire for the kingdom of God. It sets your heart and mind on fire for the kingdom of God. Some people are like, listen. There's much that you have to do, and much of it involves routine materials to help you continue to exist. But there are always kingdom advancements that you could be there for. And the big part of that is making sure that your day, Monday, Monday, or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, or any other day, has your mind prepared for action. I'm pretty sure people have an understanding of what prepare for, for prepare your mind means. It does mean get it ready, get it going. I mean, do you are you prepared to watch the Super Bowl? What would you have to do to watch the Super Bowl? Well, you would get uh, your liquid. You would get your peanuts, your popcorn, your your finger foods. You'd get all the invitations already be sent out. You get ready, for, right? That's like it's all prepared. Well, okay, prepare your minds. Okay, get ready for the Super Bowl of a day when you're doing it in partnership with God. And you think that's a lot to ask? That's a lot to ask, so you can breathe, huh? Let's see, being prepared for God, not breathing. Yeah. 
don't think it's that much to ask. I think we just need to be more attuned and more alert and not so caught up in the things that we have to do hour by hour, moment by moment, that I'll focus on some silly things that we could at least have our hearts and minds directed towards the Lord every day. Prepare your minds for action because God does stuff and he wants to do it with you and me. All right. You're listening to the David Twin Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? So you know what David did? He asked God again. And how did God answer? He answered him. God didn't go, you asked me twice. (laughs) Strike you with lightning. Strike you with lightning. It's like that's not how this works. So the scripture says in 1 Samuel 23, 4, go check out your Bible. Once again, David inquired of the Lord and the Lord answered him. It's like, go, 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 go do your thing. Go, 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 go. It's okay to inquire more than once, even if there's an answer that you've got, because sometimes we look for reassurance and clarity and for comfort and from eliminating hearing mistakes. We're not trying to irritate God. We're not trying to fight against his will. We're not trying to be uh, disobedient. The Lord knows that. See, I think what happens is we'll do something. It'll be sincere action. Then somebody else may hear about it or you mention somebody and the way they interpret it is different than the way God interprets it. When I come before the Lord and he says, go do this, and I come before the Lord again and do one of those, are you sure? (laughs) You know, kind of thing. That's not me trying to be bad. And this is the same kind of thing that happens when you get into the the, the people that that uh, you know one group in Christianity is like you know you can't you, you can't ask for signs and ask for signs at all because it shows that you either have no faith or you don't believe Jesus is the Messiah. Well, first of all, that's not true because God gave signs all the way from Genesis to Revelation, so that's just silly. The other part of that is people asking for signs like Gideon. We're just like going, okay, I'm just trying not to mess this up. Right? What Jesus rebuked was the people asking for a sign to prove he was the Messiah. That's substantially different than asking God, uh, I, I just need to know I'm not doing this dumb. Right? I mean, and that's why what we do is we kind of pour into these rules and these reasonings, and it's like, you know what? Don't do that. Come before the Lord, be yourself. You know, you don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to posture before God. He already knows. <laughs> it's like it's like you know. I just want you to know. I'm not going to look up right now. Now, if you really feel that way, that's fair. But don't do that because you're trying to impress God. Because He knows you're trying to impress Him. So then, don't do that. Just tell him what's going on. Share your heart. Share your feelings. One of the things that I see about prayer, and this is a true statement. Some people say, well, people pray to get things changed. Uh, it's maybe better to say that we pray so that God changes us. That might be more accurate so that we get into a surrender or a, a, a yielded position. It's not that you can't have faith, not that you can't pray, but um, what I'm talking about is coming and yielding and going, Just I'm just trying to get the clarity. I want to know what I'm doing is what you want to do. I think it's a, a very important element for people who are seeking wisdom just to be as earnest and honest as possible. If the Lord grants you a sign, the bigger problem about that is most of the time, like for Israel, they didn't believe it anyway. Welcome back 
to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, as we get ready for our first trivia question. Most of the spies who returned for Ca- from Canaan said they felt like what in their own eyes and in the eyes of of the Nephilim. What did they say they felt like? You know, we felt like this, and then, uh, you know, and in their eyes, you know, we were like this. The Nephilim, what did they think they were? What did they think of themselves, and what did they think that the other people thought of them? If you think you know the answer, you can call in at 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210. 8483, and then you can also send an email, David, at he must increase.org. In the meantime, we will do our DNA because, as you know, more news is coming. Always prophetic when we say that. News, news, more news is coming. In the meantime, we should be functioning in DNA, Christian DNA. Our DNA that we use here stands for D, draw closer to the Lord. Daily. 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 And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed. Never be ashamed. Never be ashamed. And A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which is something we just talked about, about starting off your day going, here I am, Lord. Here I am. So you're conscious of the Lord. You're aware of what's going on. You're connected to him. And then you also break out of your individual universe and look at other people's universe, universe as, so to speak. And you are compassionate and merciful and an agent of blessing and grace and mercy from the Most High God. That's what's wrong with this. Perfect. Do that. That's fantastic. All right. Again, the trivia question is most of the spies who returned from Cana said they felt like what in their own eyes and in the eyes of the people? They had a very specific tag on that. If you think you know, reach out to us. 972-445-0770 is the call-in number where you get to talk to Captain Chris and you get a free chocolate cake someday, but not today. Uh, also, you can text in 214-210-4483. Uh, by the way, on that call-in one for the free cake, if Cam Chris wants to buy you one, that's I wouldn't count on that. That's It's expensive. And then he has to pay to do his job. That's weird, right? Cake's in the mail. Okay. <laughs> Cakes in the mail. All you got to do is drop water on it, and it will, you know, emerge out as a chocolate cake. And then you can also send an email, David, at hemustincrease.org. We're going to go into this Peter part, and this is the part where nobody – you do certain parts of Scripture, everybody loves it. Oh, that's good, Dave. I love that. That's really encouraging. Then you do these parts, and people are like, I don't like you, Dave. You don't use the right deodorant, you know, stuff like that. Fun day Monday. I said, I'm telling you. I'm already in it. Uh, I want to pick up on the rest of this verse. I do want you to be uh, aware that I am in prayer. Uh, Captain Chris suggested because we're supposed to go see my wife's brother. He's my brother-in-law. So I don't have that many in-law relatives, so to speak. And he's my fave, like one of my favorite people. Him and September are just like my favorite people. Then I do want to see him because we always get into these really deep th- – he claims to be an atheist, but he's not. <laughs> Just, you know, he's more of an agnostic, trying to figure it out. And then we get into these deep discussions, and that's always fun because I let him kind of 
guide the conversation. Uh, it's either that or the anniversary show, and so I just need the wisdom. So I have the wife praying about it. You guys pray about it for me as well, and you never know what will come of that. All right. In the meantime, let's go back to this text where everybody is now going to like me a little less. Verse 13 out of 1 Peter chapter 1. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be sober-minded. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> this is for Christians a very difficult uh, portion. Does this sober-minded mean that you can never have alcohol? Yes, if alcohol ruins you. Okay, it's just, it's just as simple as if you drinking alcohol is bad, then don't do it. I mean. It brings about problems that you just don't need to be participating in. It's not that alcohol wasn't used back in the day, and the idea that they use grape juice can't be any—don't get mad at me—can't be any dumber than anybody can come up with since Jesus at the marriage at the Cana of Galilee where they had wine— I mean, the whole point is the guy came out and said, well, most people put out the, the really good wine, and then you, afterwards they pull out the really lousy wine. You did it in reverse, which meant that the quality that Jesus produced was better than the uh, regular vintage, so to speak. But the idea behind this is to understand, use a, wine, a little wine for the often infirmities. Everything is permissible in a certain realm of moderation. The Bible says everything is permissible. Unless it ruins you, unless it hurts you, unless it has a big impact on you. Uh, people go, what's the difference between a high and a buzz and this? I'm not answering those kind of dumb questions. Do, does, does drinking any form of alcohol hurt you or does it wound you? Then don't do it. If being around people that drink alcohol wounds you, then don't be around them. I'm not, it's not, there's no apology for that. If you're a person and you like to have a beer and, or you like to have a glass of wine and you're not having 15 glasses of wine or 36 beers, okay. All right? But the scripture is very clear. Anything is permissible, but we can't be controlled by anything because the same application runs through it with medications. You think it's a bad thing to have medications? I don't. I think medications are a gift from God. I think God has brought the knowledge of us to have certain medications that really bring about physical healing. I think God graced that. I think it's a gift from God. There's other medications that just make you happy all the time. Okay, Is that, is that a wrong? Not necessarily. Unless it totally rules your life and there's nothing else that rules your life. People are like, well, what about recreational? Most of the time, that's not a right thing because you know most of it's either illegal or something else is going on. Just be honest about it. Don't be weird about it. The Lord's not being weird about it. It's not like he didn't allow wine. It's like, that's ridiculous. But the idea is that man has a great tendency to abuse many privileges, right? So be sober-minded means don't be in such an influenced state that you can't think, that you can't function. Because that's where it's wrong. Again, I'm going to say this for many of you, and you need to be aware of this and stop. Don't make this the legalistic issue that everybody's trying to make it. Is it is it permissible for people to have uh, alcohol? It can be, but for some people it shouldn't be. Is it permissible to have medications? It should be, but for some people they shouldn't because certain medications take you in another direction, alter your personality. You probably want to go don't want to go that direction. 
anything is permissible, but you cannot be controlled by anything. Hey, you want to hear something that, that this applies to, too? Sex. That's right. It's, it's not like God said, no, I don't want people to be intimate. God created that. That's the stupidest thing ever. But if that's all you think about, that's the second stupidest thing ever. Get it? It's like, that's, is that all you think about? Really? Wow. You are on the lower plane. You may not come from a monkey, but you're acting like one. That's the kind of stuff we're talking about. So anything is permissible, but not to be controlled by any of it. Be sober-minded. Why do you need to be sober-minded? Why do you? Because in order for you to prepare your mind for the Lord, you have to have it in tune. You have to have your heart and your mind ready, geared towards the Lord. Pretty tough to do after you drink 56 beers and you're like, right? That's when you don't want to hear, yes, Hosifer. I mean, this is the wrong kind of thing, right? Does that mean you can't have beer? No, it doesn't mean that. Does that mean a church event should be really careful? Yes, church event should be very careful, but let's at least be honest. In Israel, you can't have communion without real wine. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, it was grape juice. Sure it was. That's why Paul gave an admonition not to drink at the church because they were getting drunk on communion. It just doesn't make any sense. Here's the bottom line. Be careful. The world will try and make it simple, and we already know there's a lot of darkness that goes with that, right? Nobody has to tell you that. You know it's darkness. Somebody has to explain to you it's dark. You know that. Don't do anything that's going to hurt you. That's a bad idea. Don't do anything that's going to put you in an adverse position. And if people around you are offended, better not to drink and then to offend them. So just do that. That's what it says, talking about being merciful to your brothers and your sisters. All right, do we have somebody who wants to answer the trivia? Okay, ready? Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? I'm David, and this is Brother Ace. Hey, Brother Ace. How are you, my bro? I'm doing good. And, boy, I sure love the way you explain that because uh, the truth is the truth. And, uh even the churches are lying. Uh, they'll just the opposite of what you're saying. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm, and uh, it's just ridiculous. I mean, when it says uh, elders or deacons aren't allowed to drink much wine, that certainly isn't grape juice. Yeah, I and, mean uh, that's the right. You know, exactly. And then, it, then it says, you know, a man uh, uh, wants to drink a little, uh, drink some wine to get his troubles and do that. And if a man's, uh, you know, next to death, he didn't have strong drink. I mean. Uh, you know, these these are non violations that except for drunkenness isn't sin. It's like money is not sin, but the love of it is sin. Exactly. So, uh, exactly. Anyway, exactly, yeah. exactly that. right. I was proud of you for, for bringing you, that man. out. Thank you. I appreciate uh, that. All right, now you gotta answer this because you got you got a little bit of time. Most of the spies who returned from Canaan said they felt like what in their own eyes and in the eyes of the Nephilim. I'm not sure I got this mixed up. I know when God sits on a circle of earth, he looks upon an absence as grasshoppers. Yes, grasshoppers. Yes, you're right. It is grasshoppers. They're like, we feel like grasshoppers, which is like, okay, there's a psych- psychological advantage going on here, going the wrong way. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Good job, brother Ace. Good job. Yeah, well, I'm just uh, proud of you and uh, what you're, you're bringing out a lot of truth that the church needs to know that's not being spoken. And, uh, you know, you have, you have a platform. I know it's not as big as you want, but uh, it's big enough to, to affect other people 
Yeah. You know, and the right thinking and truth. I mean, that's it's all about truth, folks. I don't care yep. what it is. God and truth. Uh, so it's good. Amen, brother. my brother. Amen. A great call and a great job on the answer on the trivia. Very well done. Take care, sis. All right. God bless you. All right, brother Ace stepping in. That's right. So if people and you hear the stuff that I teach you, you're like, anathema. Just like, you know what? Chill out. <laughs> you know, relax. Try that. Relax. All right, uh, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Taking a short break, then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Most of my life it feels like This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Now, if anybody gets offended at this, I apologize that you have no sense of humor. Okay. Uh, like that? That's a good line. <laughs> Bam, bam. All right, uh, here's the first one. A pastor was leaving his area and was saying farewell to his congregation at the church door for the last time. He shook the hand of an elderly lady as she walked out. She said, your successor won't be as good as you. Well, nonsense, said the pastor in a flattered tone. No, really, said the old lady. I've been here under five different ministers, and each new one has been worse than the last. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. But this one, this is the one that's going to offend people, which is irony, right? Because that's more offensive than this is. And this is just too – and if you guys get offended at this, I – you know, take a a week off the show. (laughs) Uh, It seems there was a minister who had just all of his remaining teeth pulled and new dentures were being made. The first Sunday, he only preached 10 minutes. The second Sunday, he preached 20 minutes. But the third Sunday, he preached an hour and 25 minutes. When asked about this by some of the congregation, he responded this way. The first Sunday, my gums were so sore it hurt to talk. The second Sunday, my dentures were hurting a lot. The third Sunday, I accidentally grabbed my wife's dentures, and I couldn't stop talking. (laughs) 